theme of awkward employment subjects in today's podcast and we'll be specifically looking at common myths when it comes to pregnant women in the workplace and employees on maternity leave. Most of you will already have an idea of the basic framework in place when it comes to maternity leave, so we will not be discussing pay rates and general entitlement. If you do require guidance on such matters, please do visit our website for a selection of business guides. Today I'm joined by Donna Martin, Head of Employment and Immigration at internationally focused London law firm Mackerel Turner Garrett. So Donna, in, in the case of a pregnant employee, is it correct that they're only permitted paid time off to attend midwife appointments? Not quite. Pregnant employees have a right to paid time off during working hours for the purpose of receiving antenatal care, regardless of the number of hours worked or their length of service. Antenatal care isn't actually legally defined, however the guidance states that it is not restricted to medical examinations, but can include, for example, relaxation classes if they are recommended by a registered health practitioner, midwife or health visitor. With the exception of the first appointment, the employer is entitled to ask for evidence of antenatal appointments and an employee must receive their normal pay for attending these. Okay, so what happens then if a pregnant employee has a considerable amount of sickness absence? They should be treated in exactly the same way as any employee on sick leave. However, any pregnancy-related absence should be ignored when it comes to any promotion decisions, else it could amount to discrimination. And also, you must remember that if an employee is absent from work wholly or partly because of pregnancy, after the beginning of the fourth week before the expected week of childbirth, her maternity leave will automatically begin on the day after the first day of absence. Okay, so is there anything an employer can do if they discover conduct issues, for example, whilst an employee is on maternity leave? The fact that an employee is on maternity leave does not mean that the employer is prevented from investigating potential disciplinary matters that have come to its attention. An employer would have to avoid making contact in the first two weeks of compulsory leave and it would actually be best practice to allow a bit more time as a responsible employer before making contact after the compulsory leave. Also, in carrying out the disciplinary, the employer would need to avoid discrimination and ensure that it documents all steps and decisions taken. An employee should also not be put at any disadvantage because they are on maternity leave. So it may be that normal disciplinary procedure has to be adapted slightly. For example, the employee's preferred method of communication whilst on leave should be respected. And if she does agree to attend a meeting or a hearing, do consider an off-site venue or even her home if preferable. If the disciplinary results in a dismissal, the employee will still remain entitled to 39 weeks of statutory maternity pay. Okay, so we've covered the awkwardness of midwife appointments, um, sickness, yeah, uh, conduct issues. Um, but is it actually true that an employee on maternity leave can't be made redundant? In short, no. As soon as you're aware that an employee is pregnant, they are protected until the end of the additional maternity leave period or when they return to work if earlier. Now, during this time, they cannot be treated adversely as a result of their pregnancy or being on maternity leave. However, they can be made redundant provided there is a genuine redundancy and a fair process is followed. As they are protected, a woman on maternity leave does have priority over the other employees who are also at risk of redundancy 
when it comes to offers of suitable alternative employment vacancies. However, if there are no suitable alternatives, then she may be scored in the normal way. The selection criteria must not be discriminatory and any factor relating to her pregnancy, so for example, the common one being absence, must not be included in those scores. But bar this exception, the scoring must be accurate, else an employer actually risks a sex discrimination claim from any male employees in the pool. Okay, thank you, Donna. Uh, well, as usual, uh, there are more details of where to find uh, information about maternity leave and maternity pay on our website in the editor's notes that accompany this podcast, along with details of where to find our free employment guides. Thank you.